Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Simoong. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Robert Bosch from Exa Energy join us. Robert, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Thanks for having me. To tell a bit about myself, well, I'm born in Central America, raised in West Africa, and now in, in Western Germany, where I stand my life with my family, with my kids. I have uh, four kids, and I'm now actually since nearly 20 years around in Munich and 20 years also in the sales area and the sales business and different branches. And this is a load of experience with, uh, which I gathered in this time in quite different sectors as well. And today I'm in new environment for me, which is in the area of uh, energy efficiency and renewable energies, virus and bacteria control systems, all these type of things. Our type of organization, we have different companies with different specifications in branches, areas they are experts inside, like uh, building technologies, like heating technologies, like solar panel technologies, like UVC air purifying systems and all these type of things. And we deliver to our customer all from one hand. Depends on the need of a customer. I think that's fantastic. Now, Robert, on LinkedIn, you you actually share a quote from Benjamin Franklin that says, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low prices forgotten. And I think that is so relevant to sales. How can enablement help sales reps deliver high quality experiences for their customers? Well, um, <laughs> the quote from Benjamin uh, Franklin is a, a quite honest quote because I experienced in 20 years of sales, a lot of type of customers from small, medium to large customers. And if they always focus on the monies, you know, on, on pricing and all these type of things, this is something, you know, it's really a, a sweetness. Yeah, It's a sweetness. So this is a very true statement uh, or quote. Because this is a sweetness which you will probably forget pretty fast after the bitterness of the low price, which remains really long because the quality you receive for low price, we all know about this. This is a pretty matching quote which I choose because it tells you not always the lowest price is the best thing to choose. Our organization stands for really high quality, high services and on the, of course, some type of technology to spend load of cash. You need really to also explain a customer for what he's paying. If you can convince the customer and really give him an, an outlook how the future would look like if he chooses this way or that way, every customer will choose the right way and will choose really to not go for the pricing, either choose the quality. And, and that's why this is a quote which is really matching with our initial ideology from our company, from our side, and from all our staff who wants to deliver a top quality. I love that. Now, to talk a little bit more about the quality component, how do you see quality help to really drive customer loyalty? That's a good question because that's implicating also um, pricing and all these type of things. For example, renewable tech. Nowadays, most of this technology comes from China and, and China offers really cheap pricings and good tech. For instance, if you want to purchase 
the same type of technology, maybe done with more care and, and more uh, quality behind it, maybe produced in Germany or somewhere around Europe, or maybe in the US, you really need to pay and afford the pricing for that type of technology because there's a load of, 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 of things behind that. You know, there are also a load of costs behind this and people working behind that to establish that type of quality in at first hand. I believe there are loads of customers out there who need that type of stuff and who are willing to pay for that type of stuff, but they need a really true and honest consulting from a salesperson who needs to have that type of feeling. If you sell to a customer with, with this type of approach, customer feels this is a very honest process, you know, and the customer will see the effect at the end of the day. He will see the effect and he will tell about it. He will be the one who is the, the storyteller. And nowadays it's all about storytelling. I mean, you need to be true and honest with your customer. You need to help him out. You need to listen to him and get things sorted. Even if you have to pay on top, you need to demonstrate the customer that you take his issue seriously and that you respect his decision that he initially purchased or placed an order with you. He could have chosen another one initially. So you need to be thankful and show this to your customer and live it. You need to live it and need to feel it. And the customer needs to feel it as well, that you're true and honest. And this feeling at the end of the day comes back. And I have encountered this in many, many times, many, many ways in that online shop job, which I had some, some years ago also as well. All of these customers returned and they brought back friends or families or colleagues. And at the end of the day, for us, that meant a lot of revenue and it worked out. I love that perspective. Now, in addition to your sales background, you also have experience as a customer service leader. How does this background help inform your approach to sales enablement? Well, what I mainly learned in, in, in this position was to listen to your customer, listen to him, listen to his pain, listen to his problem and get it done. Help him out. And this customer will be your customer for a lifetime. And it works out. If I train some staff, I usually take all these people with me and take them one day around on the journey and say, hey, just stay with me. Listen how I speak to them. Listen how I listen to them. Notice how deeply I really sense into that customer. You need to really emotionally open up, enter into your vice versa and need to understand that human. What is his problem? What is his pain? find a solution. You need really to get the mindset to be a problem solver and not a solution finder. You're the problem solver. Yeah. So this implicates the solution must be at hand. You must be the solver. So you need to take the steps to get it done, to make the decision, to pick the right solution for your customer so that he's happy and will return forever. And this works out. So this is all what I can give as tips to people in that area. I appreciate that. Now, the sales landscape has been changing quite drastically, especially over the last few years. How do you think that, you know, to your point, that the buyer's needs are shifting or evolving? Well, I have a feeling if we take also in, into account uh, the current global crisis in Ukraine, 
and as well the global coronavirus pandemic and all these things. If we take all these into account, yeah, the landscape has changed. Loads of companies are off the planet, sadly, and you sense that the customer needs are changing because people look into the future, I believe, and they think about what they really need <laughs> and not what they don't need or what they just spend some time on it, just to have it, nice to have it. I think we are no more in that era where you can sell and buy everything as you could in certain times in the past. I think the buyer landscape has changed very specific in specific areas, uh, in specific industries as well. People are overthinking about, for example, food, how their daily nutrition looks like today and in the past. And of course, Pricings are going up everywhere in Europe, for example. So people also think about their health in combination with food and all these type of things. And also with technology, you really send the people do not have the money to waste for some fun technology, which could probably work out because it's cheap or not, or you need some type of maintenance as well or some upgrades uh, with some hidden costs as well over the years as some company do their business out there. That could be a way, of course. I strongly believe that the customer has changed into the way that they say, I'm the buyer, I demand, and my need is this and that. Can you deliver? I believe on the other hand side, in account to all these global situations, Many companies are right now in the position where they can't deliver. And that's what I sense what is changing. So I believe loads of, of people out there and companies need to overthink and need to change their strategies to survive. I feel strongly that many type of industries are changing because of the buyer behavior. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love some best practices for our audience around how to help salespeople adapt to the changing buyer and customer needs that you just outlined. Look really deeply into your customer, get informed about your customer, listen to your customer, understand your customer, stay with your customer, know your customer. <laughs> I think that's enough to adapt to get things done. Because I have a feeling in, in many companies, basics are not used because their organization does not allow it or their type of, of work hours or stress whatsoever they have in their daily jobs does not allow this type of technique, maybe. That's what I think. Absolutely. I think that makes a ton of sense. Now, to close, Robert, I'd really love to understand what are some of the ways in which enablement has an impact on, you know, emotional intelligence or EQ? And how can this help you better respond to some of the changes in the market that we've been talking about today? Well, as I understand this, um, for example, with my staff, my team, how I try to show them things to get them to learn how I learned it, not to not to teach them. I'm not a teacher, but I would like to give it to them the capability at least to get the hands on, to understand the technique how to. It's in their hand to use it or not at the end of the day. But I believe if you use your emotional intelligence, that has has a, a very huge impact. When I try to teach my staff, before I let them sell 
a single product or service. I show them how to do it. You cannot expect from anybody to get things done if you're not self-capable to get it done. As a boss or as a manager, I believe strongly every little hand move, every little phone call, every little call with a customer, every little visit with a customer, if you're not capable to do it, you can't expect it from any of your staff. And the way I do it is I'll take a person at, at hand and, and really try to give him the feeling to say, hey, it's not about everything. It's just with stress and work and all these type of things. Be a human. Be like you are, like you are at home. Be that person that you are with all your talent, all your love and all your greatness you have. Be the person you are and stay respectful to your vice versa. You never know who is your vice versa because there is always a door in life which opens and another one which closes. So I have learned my lesson and this is how I enable someone before he talks to a customer in my team. Before he has not the real emotional feeling how he goes out there and how he needs to stand in front of a customer, I wouldn't send him out or expect any sales of such a person. I love that advice, Robert. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today. I really appreciated the advice that you shared with our audience. Many, many thanks also for having me. And hopefully this gives anyone some little advice. <laughs> To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.